1: live welcome ladies and gentlemen to the divine mind group community call in the orion mind school of the prophets i'm jim Davis, your moderator today is sunday the 22nd of july 2018 tonight's speaker is gary ray
2: which is also known as the white wolf and whenever you're ready brother Well, um, I uh, MJ had sent me a three
3: a three part document um, discussions, you know, about the mind and you know how they look at things, things like the United States citizen and different things like that, and uh, versus the state, the estate, the trust situation, and um, Denise had commented some in there with it and. And um, I admit that when you look at everything going on around us, because we have come down from the mountain of our true knowledge from the beginning, and the job that is given to each of us is to wake up and to understand that we and the Father, the true creator, divine mind, we literally are one. We're at different manifestations of that one, but
2: nevertheless, we are one. And uh, people will say, well, they're choosing either or. Well, the choice is either or. The divine mind... Especially the Shekinah. So you got to look at the
3: the order of priests with Moses and the Old Testament tabernacle and Aaron, the Levitical priesthood and uh, the Melchizedek or Melchizedek priesthood. Um, and um, what you look at is the fact that Aaron, double A R O N. So Aaron's rod. Is the rod of plow and impregnation in the middle court and in the most high or most holy court? And so you're looking, in essence, the middle subconscious mind is referred to in the scripture as the heart. And the superconscious mind is where the Shekinah resides with the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, and uh, the different uh, aspects of furniture that fit within that box. And yet, uh, so when the apostles were in the upper room in Acts 2, and that was the 50th day, it was acknowledging that the law was inside of the ark, and yet that law is in reality all of the means. Uh, The means of how to do any and everything. And so you're looking at the Yashid being the totality, but the division of that in its multiple multiplicity of aspects is called the Ekman. And so when you look at the Mese, you're looking at the potential capabilities of uh, creation. Now we can look at it as a literal physical thing, or we can look at it as a mental spiritual thing. But in reality, God is a spirit. So we're going to have to kind of figure out about this mind business, 4151 Strong's Greek, because that's where we're going. And uh, I've really done a lot of digging the last two or three weeks. And uh, what i done was I more or less stowed the books back away or pushed them back, and I would go back and I would listen to uh, different uh, dissertations by neville by uh, uh bristol claude bristol uh by um uh, that fellow that you sent uh, what's his name um
1: uh, joseph
3: murphy um who dr no, it joseph started murphy. with him murphy no that's not j- i got joseph too but there's another guy that uh let me see
1: Oh, Donald Walsh?
3: Yeah, that's him. Um, anyway, um, every one of them has got a little bit... Well, they, they have the truth, but that what they're doing is that they're presenting different aspects of it, endeavoring to give man um, the ability to to wake up, and um, I was uh, reading, and I got to thinking about what MJ was saying in one of his documents, but he was referring about uh, that man had created the state, and I kept on reading, and one of them implied, and I said, well, that part right there is right, absolutely correct. The state is, in reality, man. It ain't a damn government. All of those are facsimiles of us. They all use a piece of or a portion of and they structure to a certain extent but they are not the true us.
2: And they are not the true law. And uh, man, that was hard. It was
3: kind of like medicine. I had to learn that damn I was not taught everything in med school. And uh, then I had to learn that I was not taught everything Uh, when I went to law classes and trust law classes and all of that. I was not given the whole story. And um, I had a fellow I knew in San Antonio who was an aircraft engineer. Uh, He had five doctorate degrees. And, uh, man, I mean, that guy could get a job anywhere he wanted because if they needed uh, something to straighten out aircraft, this old boy knew how to do it. And uh, they asked him one day, they said, why do you spend all the time at the law library that you do? Because every day, man, he'd be on his way to St. Mary's University Law School law library. And he'd spend up to 18 hours a day at that library. And he looked at him, he said, well, he said, after five degrees, I figured out I didn't know a damn thing. He said, so I decided I'd go to the law school, and I'd pull out the law books, and I'd start digging. Here'd be the problem. One, those books are really all copyrighted, and if you really quote them, that's really kind of a copyright violation in court. It's all set up for a reason.
2: That's their stuff. Now, then when you get to court, the majority of
3: what you see that reveals true knowledge, man, they don't want to hear in that damn court.
2: Because that court is a modified form of what it's supposed to have been. And since we're under this silent, secret judicial notice,
3: nobody knows what the Sam hell the law is except those that have been sworn to secrecy, shall we say. The rest of us don't know. I mean, they can tell you what they want, they practice the Constitution, go in there and tell them that, see what the hell they're going to do. They won't throw you in jail. Uh, you've got to have an attorney, and hell, an attorney is not for the people in this country. He's an administrator of the bankruptcy, representing and under the authority of the American Bar, under the British Guild, under the bankruptcy of the House of Rothschild. And um, if they don't do what that uh, head knocker wearing that black robe says, uh, he or she will not get to practice in that area. Notice the key word there is practice. It don't mean they know the law, it's just they practice in the law. And
2: then you've got Dr. Taylors down there. They can't cure and they can't heal, but uh, they're practicing medicine. Well, term state kept jumping
3: back up in my mind. And I said, yes, sir, I can see where the secret in that is. the corporation United States, you have the Secretary of State. The state of what?
2: A state of mind. A state of corporate paper uh, arrangement. But who
3: is the Secretary of State in your life? I hope Sam Hill is you. Now, consequently, if you practice that true knowledge, you are called an anarchist. It isn't a bad term, except the government, because the only thing it really means is that you're doing your own damn thinking, and they don't like that.
2: And uh, I went back, and I had old Brother Abraham jumped up in my mind, and
3: Abraham, if you break it down, is really the term Israel, just like if you took the term Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and if you knew the meanings that tied to them, you're going to come up with the term Israel. That means those that have the power or the power of God. They've recovered it. They've uh, renewed it. They've uh, been enlightened and awakened to it. And Abraham was told, Abraham, I'll give you all this and this and that and the other.
2: But here's the deal. Lift up now thine eyes, Abraham. Lift them up.
3: That means I've got to lift them up to trigger the alpha-theta range of
2: the brain-mind connection. Now, I've got to walk through the height of the breath of that land, that that imagination, that cognitive thought or understanding. Now, and wherever I put the soles of my feet, well,
3: damn, feet is symbolic of understanding again. Do you think maybe that if I've lifted up my eyes and I walk through the height and the breadth of that imagination and now I put the understanding, the true knowledge, in application to
2: that imagination, and then it will come to me, it will manifest for me, the
3: scripture says, uh, consider not them. Boy, I'm telling you, man, that puts us in direct odds
2: with government as we normally think of it. And uh, I can't have a God before the me. That means that the hell with them man's laws.
3: I'm to be fair, honest, and just. I'm to treat my fellow man as myself and love my neighbor as myself. Why? Because hell, you are. You are myself. It's just you're a different manifestation of myself in matter. And each of us are given a choice, but we're each here to understand how to awaken, to rediscover this. um, true knowledge that we were created with, given, whatever. And uh, as you began to listen, whatever you plow into that subconscious, subconscious mind, you see, that priest had to go in and he had to change the, he had to clean that subconscious out. Um, he had to put in new oil and uh, candelabra of seven lights. So you got Joseph with his coat of many colors. And uh, he had to reapply uh, um, the incense, that special favor and flavor aroma that sets back at the altar of incense. He had to add back that showbread covered with certain types of incense, bitter as quinine outside. Tweet his honey inside. Well, in essence, what you're doing there, when you came in, you washed the crap and the crud and stuff off of you, and you looked at the mirrors around that labor out there and let you see what kind of a man you are or a woman. So when we look through the glass darkly, we're looking into that mirror of reflection. And we're seeing what we have to change because we've got to wash her. We've got to clean that subconscious mind out. We've got to put in the new showbread, the new incense. We've got to replace the oil, clean the wick, sweep the floor. But in so doing, there's a time if we are that high priest and we know how to double plow so we see the vibe, and then you'll hear some of them use the wah, the double V.
2: We're going back behind that veil, and we're cohabiting. We're having a
3: sexual impregnating action with the superconscious mind, the Shekinah. You
2: want a savior of Israel, and everybody says, Well he saved Israel. He didn't do a damn thing. She did it. She's the mother of all life. She's the only one who had the power to do what had to be done.
3: I realize in a patriarchal society, uh they ain't into no woman in patriarchal or but you you better have to kind of go back and take another look because uh uh, the fellow said she would be the tall hog at the trough, and uh, uh, we would pick. Uh, we'd tell tell him uh, she need that when she was little. She was about oh round two to four, and uh, my sister's daughter, little Jane. Oh, she was some kind of upset. What do you mean calling her a tall hog at the trough? I said, well, I can tell that you've been so far removed from uh folks that you don't uh, understand what it means. I said, why don't you ask her what a tall hog at the trough is? And so she snorted and walked over. She said, what does it mean, Shawnee? And she said, it means I and the head rooter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it just messed little Jane's head up so bad. I said, you see, to you, it's a bad thing. But to her, she knows what it means. And it don't mean a bad thing at all. And uh, (laughs) as you and I began to walk through the height and the breadth of that land, we began to call things that are not as though they are. Well, how did we do that? We were lifting up our eyes. We were looking at the imagination. Then we put our understanding, knowing the true knowledge of the law and how it operates to create and so we're back there now behind that veil as the Aaronite or the Melchizedek priest, and we're cohabiting with the Shekinah. Shekinah, the feminine Kai, the high
2: spirit self,
3: and her serpentine form of living energy. Oh, man, that's got to be the devil. <laughs> there is no devil like you think of it but you're thinking it makes it so for you it doesn't make it so for me but it it makes it so for you Walsh made a statement he said uh,
2: the creative mind the true God so to speak never says no It
3: always says yes. Brother, that's correct.
2: Somebody said, well, what do you mean? It's uh, always yes. Well, Well, you do what you want, but I'm just telling you about the law there, number seven. Um,
3: I've seen it happen, so I mean... Um like said, sometimes you can win one right in one way and the next time you go in. And, uh, but if you'll look up some of those companies, you'll find out that they own the exclusive copyright on those
2: cases. Um, it's right there in the front of their own law books. But uh, as we began to look at it, God always says yes. He said, I don't believe that. He's telling me no.
3: Nope, nope. That superconscious mind has never, ever told you no. Watch them. They'll come in, and they're talking about how they feel. They're terrible. Oh, they're feeling bad. Terrible day. I mean, they're sick as hell. they on 10000 Divine mind says, yep. He said, what do you mean, Yep. Yep, you're correct. You claimed it. You confessed it. You own it. So it can't be that simple. Oh, yeah, it is the simplicity of the gospel, the go spell. You know, go to. When you punch go to on a DOS machine, that is the execution file that makes that thing start processing.
2: And when we make a statement, they are copyrighted. All them out there I've got, I've
3: got the entire Texas Digest, and it tells you it's copyrighted. But nevertheless, that's fine. Uh, and, and as you begin to look at these things, you see our decree, whatever we say about a thing, whatever we think about a thing and then mutter it, whatever that fear picture is that we may have, if we don't get rid of that thing, cast down every high minded thought, every evil or calamitous imagination, and bring it into the subjection of the knowledge of Christ. This chrism state. The chrism state is when you're sitting on the pineal gland activated and you're in the place of God. You've you've gained the
2: power of a God, Israel. Now you don't realize that? No problem.
3: Hopefully, there'll come a time. that I don't have to save the world. Only God can wake the world up. You and I can share ideas and concepts and do our best to help our fellow man. The only one I can wake up is me. And I have got to have the divine mind to do that. And this is all. No, man, it ain't God's ability
2: to do Paul made a statement, he said. In essence, I'll say it this way some of us are
3: plowing, some of us are planting seeds, some of us are even endeavoring to pour water on them seeds so they'll grow. But if the divine mind
2: does not give the increase, all of our labor is in vain. Sometimes we've conjoined
3: with the mass race unconsciousness, the body of the planet's ideas and concepts. Those are frequencies, those are
2: vibrations. We have to change that and step away from it. We have to come out of that
3: illusion, that frequency. Um, that's in violation of of the divine law. The law is still operates.
2: Choose you this day. What is it you're going to serve? We're going to serve you. What are we calling this thing? I used to study
3: law all the time. God, I spent I don't know how many thousands of dollars. And I began to realize that it really did not make a damn bit of difference. It just depended on how the judge decided he or she was going to do. And in the law books in law school, it would tell you that you always lose at the lower courts. Well, then you got to go file the appeal. What the, what the hell is the appeal for? to slow you down, to to wear you out financially, etc., to keep you from
2: getting your true right and benefit. They know exactly what the hell they're doing. But you see, the Pope can create a document. Queen and them can create their documents.
3: House of Rothschild can create their documents. Brussels can claim and create their documents. Washington, D.C. can claim their damn documents. But you know something?
2: They don't own the earth and the fullness thereof. They're living on the land, usurping the people on the land. Hell, they've become Pharaoh. And when they... Began to come against the people. You know, if the
3: people get fed up with it, finally they'll cry out to this higher state to assist them to be delivered. Yes, sir. And they'll have to go looking. They'll have to learn to watch their mouth and guard over their heart with all diligence. Because some dude will come up and, oh, man, uh, I mean, it's kind of like a good-looking woman. He walked by and, oh, hell, they all want to jump her. Well, they're wanting to jump your seven superconscious mind.
2: And they're crap that they keep throwing out. If you don't reject it, if you don't throw it away, it becomes
3: what holds you. Yes, sir. We've been programmed this way from cradle to grave. I mean, we even know that uh, there's about 120 days at least In the uh, birth canal or in the uh, in the uh, uh, birth chamber, um, that uh, the mind of a child can be very easily taught. Chinese have been doing it for over four thousand years. (laughs) Child learns seventy percent of everything he or she will know by the time they're basically three, because they're in dealt up into theta. And then from about three to seven, maybe seven and a half, if you stretch them, uh, they'll ease from theta up into alpha wave, and they'll learn the other 20%. So 90% of everything they know, they learn by the time they're seven and a half. Now, it may take them the rest of their life
2: to understand the program that was given to them. Some of them will wake up and realize, whoa, Mom and Daddy meant well, but damn, they didn't know nothing. This one over here meant
3: well, but damn, they didn't really teach me anything in school. They taught me what they wanted me to know that was in harmony to support the
2: public or the state and its agenda. You're going to have to stop. Because I'm here to tell you right now, if you do not go to claiming and
3: speaking, in your good and learn to watch out how you think. You can have every damn law book. You can have every law degree that there is, but you're going to
2: get your ass tore smoothed up. It's just that simple. Yes. I've had to take and uh, see you build a city, it says, Where
3: is he that dependeth on the arm of man? I done found out that physically I can't do anything, but if I will program this into my mind and stay with it, I may have to go through the calamities to a certain extent to get rid of the crap that I've stuck in there. You know, it's like throwing dirty clothes in a washing machine. I kind of have to take a tumble with a little soap and a little water, you know, and do a little uh, Clorox maybe um, and uh, be cleaned up. But on the other side, I'd be like that fella that took that big dose of black draw. He said he felt fresh and clean inside, as Porter Wagner used to say. And so we have to take and get rid of this old garbage. We have to begin to program it and pray for the good of our fellow man. Man, when somebody goes to raising hell of me or trying to steal from me or something, I'm going to get out on the deal. I'm going to pray for their good, and I'm going to mean it. Because if I'm just doing it to see them get ass-whipping, then I have not done my job of praying and looking out for my my, my neighbor, my enemy. See, if, I, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, even your adversary will lie down and be at peace with you. Those barking dogs that were barking and raising cane and growling when you were approaching, uh, they'll become friendly and they'll go to yipping and wagging their tail if you're doing and saying right. So he said, it can't work like that. Oh, yes, it can. You see, remember he said in Job 33, sleep, slumber upon the bed in the midst of the night. He would come unto man to hide his pride and to redeem his soul from going down to the pit, to the
2: grave, to destruction. Everything in those scriptures is about us. Everything, yes. every
3: story in there, some aspect of your or my life. Yes, sir. And, uh, I mean, I'll I'll hear my dad sometimes I'll almost I'll, I'll cringe, you know, or I'll try to warn him, please, please think about what you're saying. Sometimes that just spurs them on. Damn, to go worse, they just go. I mean, cattywampus and and uh, 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 kind of walk eyed you know. as B says or walk-y-eyed. And I said, B, what do you mean walk?" I said, "Look at that cat. I picked it up one time. I must have shut the door, and it caught it when it was a kitten." You see how twisted up its neck is, it's got a wonky neck. I said, Oh, okay, I understand what you're saying now. What we're seeing is we're seeing people in their lives, um, they're wonky. I mean, uh, they've accepted uh COPD, they've accepted high blood pressure, they've accepted uh heart conditions, they've accepted whatever. Let's see we can overcome all that because the God of heaven and earth don't never get sick. I will heal all of thy diseases. I will restore thy flesh and make it fresh as that of a little child. Some say, Well shit, I don't believe that. I've got to go down to the doctor
2: Taylor, and he can't do a damn thing. You have to stop and think about who you gonna stand with.
3: I realize that the 400 prophets of Baal and those are out there beating the drums and squalling and screaming and uh, hollering for power. Uh, they don't have it. That's why they're making all that damn fuss. But there'll be a prophet over there. And about the time of the evening sacrifice, he's going to tell them boys, okay, folks, so with. Y'all had y'all's turn. Hey. Get some buckets of water and go to pouring it on that pile of wood over yonder. I want you to make sure that it's good and wet. I'm going to create the impossible situation
2: for you. That man had developed that ability to speak. Kind of like
3: a widow's son. Once he had died, what did he do? He took him away from his mother and carried him into an upper room. Where... Oh, damn, he went into an upper room. He went into this divine state where the Shekinah operates and does anything. The true Savior, deliverer. And he breathed on him.
2: he brought that boy back alive to his mama. All we got to do is learn how to go into this upper room. Be real careful what we say and how we say it.
3: You'll hear some of them say, well, I'm going to get better uh, next week. No, you ain't going to get better next week because, hell, you're saying it ain't done. you got to say you better, 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 and better when, right here, right now,
2: today, during this lifetime. Then you can get up and get it on. See, we can change this. It is up to us. But once you start down this road, it's like plowing that field.
3: Don't turn around like Lot's wife and look back to see if you plowed a straight road because I'm here to tell you, you cannot look back where you come from and plow a straight road. You've got to pick out a post when you start and you drive to that post, Period. Then you'll get a straight line. And if you get some of them old boys that know how to terrace and stuff out there, let me tell you something. Anybody just can't go climb on a tractor and go to terrace on the side of a hill. You've got to know what the hell he or she is doing. Well, that's what we're doing with the mind. We have to search these things out and put on this new garment of praise, this new garment of confession. That's the only thing that allows me to go into the marriage feast. I can't go into that marriage feast and cohabit with the divine self until I'm clothed in the right language, the right confession. Some people, they're going to get out there, and they're just going to say it with their mouth, but their heart is far from them. They're just doing lip service, you know, sounding brass, blowing the trumpet. But when you fully believe it, you're going to put it in your subconscious mind and you're going to be diligent about what you say, think, and do. And when you do that, you won't have to tell nobody that you're Israel. Hot damn, they're going to know it. If I didn't know that, And I could not exercise that authority. I could not reach out and touch those people, so to speak, and cause them to be healed.
2: This power didn't come from the physical man. It comes from the inner man, that high divine self. That's where it'll have to come for you, too. throw it to you, Jim. See what you got. Yes, sir, brother. Uh, Number 10, I know
1: you were number nine before. You know, you don't have to come there with that nonsense. We're all God's chosen people. There's not any one particular race. Absolutely.
3: There's nothing on this planet, Jim. There is nothing on this planet that is not a creation or a child of the ever-living. There is nothing here that could exist if it did not live, move, and have its existence. In the mind of the creator, like it, lump it, win, lose, or draw. You might as well just wake it up and shake it up, dude. I mean, damn, let's clean the glasses there. I mean, I know you might be Brother John Lennon and wearing them milk and magnesia blue bottle lenses, but, dude, it'd be time to clean them dudes out so we can see where in the hill we're going and what's going on. You look at that fellow man out there, I don't give a damn, his ass is as black as a a pair of uh, uh, black patent leather shoes may not like everything he or she does. Let me tell you something.
2: In reality,
3: they are our neighbor. And we got to love them just like we love ourselves. Do you realize that you can have somebody that you don't like? And if you go to blessing them and praying for their good consistently and with real intent, you know things will go to happening. And hell, y'all will be getting along and be best friends.
2: Yes, sir, and Any what they need to
1: they need to understand no. one thing. The only thing there is, is God. There's nothing else besides God. We are God, everything in this universe is God. The planets, the trees, no. the no. stairs, the steel, no. the roads, everything is God. If it was not God, it would not be. Because the only thing like in the very beginning even in the scriptures it says in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God.
3: And it says in the beginning was that God. Yes, sir. For the time he that was that is that ever shall be you better figure out the only thing coming is the God.
1: But what yeah, Israel doesn't mean that state of Israel over there. Israel is you and I and everyone that comes to the true understanding and knowledge and makes a change in their life and becomes awakened to the true knowledge of the divine laws and creator. We become Israel, those that have the power of God. That's what Israel means. It don't mean the Israeli state over there. It doesn't mean anything like that. That's what man has made it. Not, see, they're, they're not following the true divine law of what the Creator set forth. You know, it tells us to study to show ourselves approved. A workman rightly dividing the word of truth. A little here, a little there, everywhere the word of God. For good. We have to, it's not just in one place, it's all over the world. Everywhere in every religion and 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 every place, if we care to go look, see it says the doopy conqueror always rewrites his story, and his story is history. They're telling you from their perspective and putting in books and lifting themselves up when that is not true history. We have to study to show ourselves approved and find out what true history was. Not what they're telling us it is. That makes us being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. It tells us not to do that. It tells us to, you know, to go within and seek out the truths of the Creator and conform ourselves to the true image of the dear Son, and it isn't Jesus Christ. It's each and every one of us. We are the dear son. He is the dear son, but we are too. He was no different than you or me. The only difference is that he, was, he opened up the revealing of what the, what the creator was truly telling people so that they can get an understanding and apply it and do it. Like he says, of myself, I can do nothing. It's what I see the Father, the Creator do. The Father is within us. That divine Creator essence is in each and every one of us. He tells so us. So in, rea- yeah.
3: in reality, what you're saying is, as I see the creative imagination, yes, as I see the creative things, that is what's going to trigger the creation aspect. And she's going to hasten
2: her word, her thought, her actions
1: to perform it uh, yeah number 10 I know what you're saying it says the descendants the Jews and the blacks and the Muslims hate white people it, you know it doesn't matter what they hate The po- that cannot come against you unless you allow it within your innermost part of your being
3: that's correct
1: you, you got to overlook that and forgive them because they're they're speaking in ignorance, they're ignoring the true divine law of what is. And if they Jim, keep,
3: there is uh, an individual called Niger, N-I-G-E-R. Now some people will say Niger uh, from the French, and some of them will say nigger, but it means black. If you went into the land of Niger, Nigeria, you went to the land of the blacks. And let me tell you something. There are people in Nigeria that have a whole lot more knowledge about the living creator than a lot of these folks out here that um white bright light and some of them just too damn tight, as the man said.
1: Yes, sir. They don't they don't see it says it says that they see, but they don't see, brother. And they hear, but they don't hear. Because they're taking somebody else's word for it to prove something, how smart they are. And it says when they do that, them professing to be wise, they become fools. And in the end, they're going to be destroyed. And they think they're doing God a service. And it, it it's it's not what they think. See, everybody's looking on the outside for a literal Savior and a literal creator this and that. There is a literal creator, but he's inside of each of us. We are it and it is us. We're one and the same. Because if we weren't, we wouldn't be alive. Only in God is there life. So if, if, if we're not in God and God in us, we would not be alive. We wouldn't even be here. We'd be non-existent. Everything is God. We're we're just picturing ourselves in this body, uh, an individualized aspect of that true Creator.
3: That is correct. And and Jim, further, um, I noticed I uh, what's that number ten? They talk about um, the Jews hate us and. The, Muslims hate us. Maybe you need to go back and see what the sound hell the Christians did to make them hate you. And what you're doing right now. We go over to a country and we want their oil. We bomb the hell out of them. Send our crack snipers and our special ops teams in and we blow the hell out of them. And we kill off a bunch of them. Tell me something. Uh, that's their country. It don't belong to the United States. It don't belong to the Queen. They might pay it, but they really don't own it. And they kill off them people. Do you really think that
2: they're going to light
3: a, a birthday candle for you and send you postcards and tell you how much they love you when you don't wiped out their family, destroyed their homes, and stole their land? Son, somebody better wake the hell up. Because I'm here to tell you, if that came here to your door in this country, I guarantee you, you'd have an attitude adjustment. It wouldn't be before 6.30 in the morning. It'd be, uh, well, it's 7.45 down here where I'm at. It'd be before 8 o'clock Central Time today. Go ahead, Jim.
1: Yeah, I understand. He says the the Jews run the USA and the media. But you see what's happening right now? See what's happening? Trump exposed them for what deceitful people they truly are. He, he, If you go back when he first got elected, Donald Trump, he said, folks, today, you know, I'm taking the power from Congress, from the Democrats and the Republicans, and I'm turning it over to you. You know, I need your help. We can do this together. And everybody started freaking out. The women started marching. The guys started marching. All the <laughs> gays started marching. And of course,
3: the uh, women,
1: like, uh, The Federal Reserve and everybody flipped out. They didn't like that. That just messed up their markets. <laughs> the things that they've been doing for the past almost 200 years. Oh, excuse me. It revealed what they were doing to humanity. But you, have you noticed that humanity's kissing their hind end and going right along with them instead of standing up like the true scriptures say to do, you know, and to look within? It
2: says,
1: it says do as they do. Uh, no, it says, do as they say, but don't do as they do. Think for yourself while you're in the way with them. That way you have a way of escape. Do as they do, or as they say, but don't do as they do.
2: MJ made a real good comment here, <laughs> number six. Go ahead, brother. Read that last MJ comment. <laughs> okay.
1: We must stop pointing our fingers at others. I am responsible for me. If I blame another, I lose my own self-determination.
2: Go to the head of the class.
1: Yeah. Which is true. No one can take the good from us but we ourselves. It tells us in the very scriptures that everybody says that they believe. It says, out of our mouth, out of our mouth comes a blessing or a curse. But we first have have to think it before we can speak it because it says, out of the heart, which is the middle subconscious mind, the mouth will speak. So what you have in your deep subconscious mind is what you're going to speak out, your true nature. It can't be hidden. It's got to come forward. You might think it's hidden, but other people that know what the truth is talking about, they can see it. And it says there's nothing hid that won't be revealed. You know, if we keep going in the direction we're going and having hatred for our fellow man, whether they're red, yellow, black, or white, it doesn't matter. It's going to take you to the graveyard. And that that's not what it's about. He said he came to give us life and that more abundantly. You know why people, you know, check out of here at 40, 50, 60 years of age? Because they've been taught that's, that's when they're supposed to check out of here.
2: Yep. The scripture
1: says the lifespan of man, the normal lifespan of man is over 120 years. And he said if we can believe beyond that, we can live as long as we want. But how come the preachers preachers and nobody else tells us people about that, what they're keeping the secrets for themselves? Because it tells us in there, as a man or woman thinks, so is it. So is it means that's what becomes. Now, people need to go back to school, so to speak. I don't mean a literal school. They need to go back to reading and understanding what the... What the true creator's talking about. Not what they're saying it means. It, it it says don't put your trust in any man, but to look to the divine law and the divine truth. Cause man is you know, it can man can mess up, but God is infallible. He's absolute all everything. And he said he came to give you Nothing but good, good, and very good. How come there's bad, bad, and very bad? Because well, of me. Many... I, I, I
3: can give you an answer. Uh, MJ put it up there on the on the screen. He said, yeah. uh, "Me has been taught to blame a devil, and thusly a devil is
2: created for me. Who created said devil? The answer is me." See,
3: believing a thing doesn't make it good or bad. It's thinking that it's good or bad that makes it so. Because when you think it, you're going to say it. You're going to act on it. And uh, true, we are in the Father, the Father's in us. It's in every living human being out here. I don't care what the color is,
2: it's got to be in them. If it wasn't and the, the divine self wasn't, they wouldn't exist here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why the
1: Messiah teacher, the one that they're calling Jesus, when he said, you know, I said you are gods, but you will die like men for the lack of understanding because you don't understand.
3: Okay, let me throw one more behind you there to back that up. MJ, I'm sure that's number six. If one reads the book literally, then God is a lustful warlord bent on blood. But these do not see God is love, God is light, God is life. You know why he's a vengeful damn warlord that's a bloodluster? Because we'd be thinking like Cain. We're going to kill every Abel out there.
1: Yes, sir. And it says that everything that God created was good, good, and very good.
3: Absolutely. That's why we have to watch what we're saying and um, uh, and turn that thing around. I'm blessed. I'm prospered today and every day, each and every way. I'm blessed. I'm prospered. And uh, uh, in my life, uh, uh, it's, it's all good, good, and very good. And so you just have to keep that up. And we said, well, uh, it didn't happen. Uh, you, you've been saying that for a couple of days and nothing happened. No, but it's like planting that crop. That field does not get planted in one sitting. It takes a bunch of seeds to plant that field. And then it takes sometimes a little while for that uh, planting to come up. Yes. That's why you have to stick with your saying, stick with your doing, and keep on keeping on. And you keep looking and expecting, and it will manifest. But in your mind, you know it's already done. And
1: yes, He even told Moses in the Old Testament, I have set before you life and blessing and death and evil. And he even gave us the answer, I would that you choose life and blessing. But nevertheless, you choose. It's our choice. He put them both before us. And the only one that can make that choice is us. So whatever either you're gonna get the blessing that you you're expecting or you're gonna get the ass whipping, so to speak. Because you spoke it out. You thought that and it says out of the out of the heart, which is the middle subconscious mind, you had to think it before it says the mouth will speak. So you had to think it before you said it. And once you speak it out, remember you're that God putting it into manifestation. Remember in the Old Testament, the pharaohs, they had the scribes there. Every little word they said, I don't care if it was if, and, but, maybe, or might, or whatever it is, they wrote it down. And that became law. No ifs ands, or buts. No questions about it. That's the position that we are in. When we speak out the blessing, that it, and show forth love to our fellow man, we're, the only thing we can get back is that love and that blessing. But if we speak out one thing and then say, you know, look at that sorry sucker over there. He's this. He's a Jew. He's a black. He's a, uh Asian. He's this or he's that. Well, you know, you just tore down everything that you ex- that you wanted to receive because of what you spoke out. Out of your mouth... It says, out of, it says, out of the mouth cannot come good and bitter water. You're going to get either or or a mixture thereof. So you need to really stop and think about what you're doing. You know when it says, from Aleph to Tavin, and that there be no adulteration in the middle? From the beginning of the thought that you have of blessing and goodness and love toward your fellow man and your desires that you want, you you hold that up. And don't let the negative and the bitterness and the anger and all that enter into it. Don't speak it out. Cancel it out. If it comes to your mind, say cancel, cancel. That is not what I want. And then hold up the clean thing, because it tells you in the scripture, hold not up the unclean thing. The unclean thing is having hatred for your your neighbor, yourself, your wife, your kids, or who whatever the case may be. Cancel that out. Don't hold it up in your mind's eye because you hold it up there, your mouth is going to speak it out. And once you speak it out, it has to come to pass. In other words, you're either going to get the blessing that you spoke out and it's going to manifest for you or you're going to get the cursing and it's going to kick your ass. And the only one you can blame is yourself. You can't blame anybody else because you're the God speaking it out. And and when you say, well, I'm not God, yes, you are God. You better go read in uh, Ecclesiastes and also in uh, um, Psalms 82.6. I said, I is talking about the I am. I said, you are God's, but you will die like men or one of the princes, like a natural-minded man because you have no knowledge. You don't understand what I'm telling you here. That's what he's telling us. you got to study to show yourself approved. The only thing there is in creation is God. There's nothing else other than God. We are God. I mean, everything that's in life and existence is God. He made himself all of that he imagined imagined himself to be everything that is. And if he didn't, it would not be. Or it could not be. He said six days he created, the seventh day he rested. And he, if he's resting, that means everything that he created, whether it be past, present, or future, already exists now. And every facet and In every way possible, whether it be good or bad, because he says, I create good, I create evil. I make alive and I kill. Who who, who does that? When we speak it out, we can speak out to somebody and say, you know, brother, I love you and I appreciate you and the things that you've done for me. Or you can turn around and say in the same breath, you know, I hate you, I despise you, I... I don't want nothing to do with you. you. You, I mean, you you can go either way. That's what it's telling you. But choose the good. That way you can only receive the good. Don't speak out the negative, the bad, or the cursive. It's in our hands. It says we're to conform to the image of the dear son. We are the dear son. It's not talking about Jesus. It's talking about us. We're the dear son, the son that the, the, the creator imagined us to be, and he called it good, good, and very good, the dear son, the obedient son, the loving son, the true son. But he also gave us a will and a choice. I can speak the good or I can speak the bad. Whatever you call it, it becomes. That's what he says. Whatever you call it, it becomes. Whatever you speak out, out of the heart, the middle subconscious mind, the mouth will speak. And it says the tongue is an unruly member that sets on fire the very course of nature. And that word fire means destruction. So we can bless people like we're supposed to and receive only the good and have heavenly days here on earth or we can choose to be a horse's hind end and speak the negative. But the only thing is, is you think they're going to get all that their calamity. They're not. You're going to get it because you're the one that spoke it out. It can only come back to you. And I know that you've heard this saying, and it might sound corny, but it's a fact. You hear kids and children say it. It's kind of a, a rhyme. I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. That is a true fact. When you speak out something against them, they're like the rubber. It bounces off to them and comes back to you. And you're meaning it for them. But it comes back on you and you don't realize that you said it because you forget it five, five minutes after you say it. That's why it says... It's all on the will, friend. What goes around comes around. You speak those things out and you forget about what you said, but it's still coming around to, to meet you. But you're facing in the opposite direction, so it's going to hit you right in the ass. And you don't even know why it happened. And you're the one that spoke it out. It tells us to stop and think. That word salah, if you go in the Old Testament, they, they say, oh, you few verses, then there's a word called Selah. It means stop and think about what's being said. And that word repent means to take a 180 degree direction and go in the opposite way. If you're coming from the west going to the east, it means stop, turn around, and go back to the west. In other words, go back and regroup and think about what you did and what you said. And correct it. That way the curse don't come upon you, you
2: know right the wrong, do the good. He said, people it says they hear,
1: but they don't hear, they see, but they don't see because we're we're tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. We're listening to this guy, that guy, the guy down the street, the guy over there, they're saying no. Christ is here, he's over there. No, he's up there, he's down there, he's around there. Every minister out there is saying the same thing. And there's so many different uh, beliefs out there. You don't know which ends up. And I bet you if you think about the sermons you hear in the church, how many times have you heard that same sermon? Over and over again, it's like a broken record. They don't have nothing new. That's why there's no power in the church no more. They don't have the authority. All they're worried about is passing the plate and getting a collection. You're there to help their livelihood, not to help yours. The scripture in the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it says in there, the one that they're calling Jesus spoke this out. He says, on the outside, you're all clean and washed. You're all pious looking and looking good. He said, but on the inside, you're full of dead men's bones. Another walking dead man in the sight of the Creator. He he don't have no knowledge. He said they stand in the gate. That gate is the gate of knowledge of truth and understanding and life. It says they do not go in and they don't suffer anyone else to go in there either. Stop and think about that. Think about that other scripture. It says they're like sheep being led to slaughter. What does most ministers tell you? Oh, I'm the shepherd. You're my sheep. Well, why are you the sheep being led to slaughter? Are they preparing you to die? The Creator said He's our only shepherd. He's the true master. He's the true everything. They're putting themselves in that place and not giving you no wisdom, knowledge, or understanding, which is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to help you to understand. Not that you have to believe them. We just hope that we spark something inside of you to cause you to go look for yourself. Because when you see it, you ain't going to have no need that any man show you. Because you would have seen it for yourself. And that's all we're endeavoring to do here. And I believe, I can't speak for White Wolf, but I believe he he would agree with that, because once you see it, you're going to know, and you you will follow that, and you will dig deeper and find other truths. I mean, because we're coming from the perspective of what we've come to find out and to understand and to know. Yeah, I see, right
3: now MJ has got this uh, little dissertation going on with ten. The 10 doesn't or has not awakened to who or what he or she is. And MJ has awakened and is awakening more and more and more each and every day, each and every way. And uh, thanks for that uh, input on the 72 virgins. Um Like the fellow said, it depends on how we look at the gematria of things, but that uh, would apparently be an excellent answer, MJ. Uh, I'd have to think about it. It's just that when I hear 72, uh, to me that's the number nine, and I have to have nine stages of completion. And um, those nine are feminine, um, and they had to be uh, chased to virgins or i couldn't impregnate him to get to the nine stages of completion to go to the next level and hey, um, hey, Gary, that may Gary, be similar no. to what you're saying or it's saying back there but um what the fella said we're driving uh we're driving that nail with the same hammer i do believe
4: can you guys hear me yeah Hello?
3: go ahead
4: uh, okay uh, so okay at Exodus chapter 14, I believe it's verse, uh, I think it's 17 through 19, or maybe it's 19 through 21. It's been a while since I've looked at it, but there's three verses in a row. And if you, if you line them up uh, one atop the other from left to right, you come up with a 72 by three matrix. And if you read top down, so if you line it all up from left to right, the three verses, and you read from top down, there's 72 names and of God in there, and when I mean what I mean by names, I mean obviously we're talking about natures, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay. The interesting thing is, is they remain virgin to the general populace because they have no clue they're even there, right? You know. So how can they even use them when? How can the carnal mind seize on something it doesn't even know that's there? You know, right? Absolutely. That that makes perfect sense. So that's why they're virgin, because the mind being male can't can't intercourse with it. And so, but there's one of the names, um, name number five in the matrix is Mem Hei Shin, um, which is interesting because, you know, one uh, possible outworking of that name is Mash, which I thought was pretty funny, actually. It's kind of interesting because Mem Hei Shin is attributed to healing. And, you know, the meditation... Of that is to pray for those who who abuse you, pray for those who you know despitefully use you, and yeah. and and then what you're doing is you're preparing a body of healing for yourself that the ever living can occupy, and there is no death in the ever living. So, so I love that earlier today you said, uh, t- tonight you said that once you learn these these spiritual laws and you you become familiar with the I am and you know then you then you can understand I am the vine and you're the branches you abide in me and I abide in you and and so then you can't look back the moment you look back you doubt and when you doubt after after partaking of the spiritual fruits and then you look back it's like putting the Son of God to death again because I mean you doubt it I mean uh, the one who looks back one who looks back doubts and there can be no doubting you know uh, I love the analogy too of keeping your eye on the post because I've plowed a field before and I can tell you right now, if you don't keep your eye on the post, if you even <laughs> if you even look away for a second, you will have a messed up furrow, okay? It's not gonna be straight. I, uh, I would um, like to say
1: something to, I would like to say something to guest 10. He's talking about the Jews and that. You know, it's yeah. just to be to be carnally minded is death. You know it said, the carnal mind is enmity or hatred against God. It's not subject to the laws of God, neither can it be. And you're speaking out all of this garbage and stuff and that here that you have no clue about. You're un- you need to go back and learn something. And look. you're looking at the Word in a literal aspect. And if you're looking at it from a literal aspect then you're looking at a false God. Because even the Messiah teacher told you in the scriptures that my words are spirit, they're mental. And if you look up the word spirit in the strong, exhaustive Greek, it means the mind. God is an eternal mind that's in each and every one of us. If you're looking at it from a literal point of view, it says the letter of the law, kill it. So it is not a literal thing. It is a spiritual mental thing. And if you need to go back and re educate yourself, number ten. I mean there's many people that can quote the scriptures left and right. I can do that and everybody on this call can. And you're you're all you're doing is causing contention and you're call you're gonna cause sickness and harm to come to yourself. That and well, that's uh,
3: correct right there. Th- that is th- the only confusion the only confusion that this individual is creating is his or her own.
0: Yes. Because
3: to those of you that know, scripture said, "What? Why do you have uh, the the wicked or the dark, so you can see those that are light?"
1: Yeah, he's saying so. And then when you
3: when you hear when you hear an individual um, speaking about the negativity, about every damn thing in the world that's wrong with somebody, all you got to do is look at them, because that's mm-hmm. what they're looking at. They're looking themselves in the mirror of reflection at the brazen labor, and until they wash that crap off of them, their sacrifice ain't going to be worth the shit. Like it, love it, win, lose, or draw. Well, I,
1: probably, I just like
3: I, to ask... I hope, I, hope, I hope that you'll do good um I trust that uh, you'll be blessed and prospered in your awakening and your understanding. And uh, uh, as a man said, when you gain that understanding, uh, you wanna come and set at the council fires and smoke the pipe of peace, and uh hell I'll light it up for you.
1: Brother, he's saying so the apostles are wrong. See they're reading they're reading the scriptures literally. And they I don't understand
2: know,
1: they don't know that the Flavians how they rewrote certain things in the scripture and, you know, put it into the future like I believe 40 or more years.
3: That's correct, Uh, and so so did Constantine at the Council of Nicaea and the other one that was right there with them. They wrote a gospel for the Roman Empire's church. And we know the Roman Empire today is the Roman Catholic Church because they found that religion was more powerful than, say, the sword. And so that's why you see the Pope wear white, because the scripture says that he will look like a lamb, but he will speak as a dragon.
2: And if you really listen to his decrees, you hear a dragon talking. Yes, sir.
4: Hey, guys, I would, I'd just like to point – can I point one thing out, and, and then I've got to jump off. Uh, in the Gospel yeah, of Thomas, those. Thomas Thomas Didymus, Thomas the twin, uh, there's Thomas the doubting aspect, and then you might say the literal aspect. I want to see the holes in your hand. And then there's Thomas the the elect, and they come yeah. to Thomas the elect in the Gospel of yep. Thomas, and they say, come, tell us what the Master told you. And Thomas the elect says – if If I told you even a little bit of what the Master told me, in other words, if I revealed to you even the spiritual side, not to mention the heavenly side, but if I just revealed the spiritual side to you, then you'd pick up stones and throw them at me. Now, the stones yes. are the new and the old testament, and then and he said, and then fire would come out of those stones and curse you, so you know when these guys pick up these things and hurl them at you. I mean, you really just feel sorry for them, is what you feel, because they're bringing right, judgment on their own shit. Yeah.
3: Start praying for their good, and I mean exactly. literally praying for it. Don't pray to see them get an ass whipping. Pray for them right. so that they'll wake the hell up. I mean, exactly. when you do, then you remove any judgment from you, and uh, hmm. see so you're praying the blessing. You're you're decreeing a blessing. Now. If, if that servant slave out there don't want that blessing, guess what? It returns back to the king and since yeah. you the king decreeing the decree. Yep. Yeah.
1: Number 10. That's beautiful. Yeah. The, the name, number 10, the name of God is I am that I am. Yes. Well, anything you call me. it, you are. <laughs> yeah. I know that you said it's Yahweh. Yod hey vav hey or yod hey wah hey is the same thing. as those four letters, it, which That's they exactly say is the correct. name of God. Like White Wolf, uh, like you said, it's a it's a formula. It's a way. Uh, I'll let you explain that end of it.
3: Well, it is. It's a formula. Uh, it's the mechanism explaining to you how to impregnate. Uh, and and uh, put the right uh, uh, accoutrements in the holy place, being your middle subconscious mind called the heart, and yet being able to develop that inner communication link so that you can go behind that veil, Ooh, man, and begin to fellowship with that divine feminine aspect. That's when the power of the creator is going to come forth. That's why Aaron... It, it had to be a male high priest of a certain age. He had to have the knowledge of how to impregnate. He couldn't go back to your old fossil gods, you know, somebody that was impotent. He had to have the power to be able to go behind that veil and impregnate that divine creative aspect. And, brother, let me tell you, Katie brought the door. She's going to reach down, and she'll put every Pharaoh out there. She'll kill all the fish in the pond. She'll turn the river red. Uh, she'll make uh, uh, hailstones uh, burn its fire. Listen, she can walk tall. Uh, she don't have to pick, pack a big stick. She is the big stick. And see, when you begin to realize that, then you have removed the maze. And brought the real me up. And now she says, I will heal you and your land. Yes. MJ, I love you. Bless them fine folks out there in Cali. And uh, Jim, love y'all. Denise, uh, all the rest of you fine folks, thank you for coming. But uh, I'm like uh, MJ, I kind of got to smooth out of here myself. But uh, Jim, love y'all. Shalom and prosper. And be in great good health.
1: Yes, sir. Same to you, brother. We love you. Tell your family we are praying for them. We love them. Number 10, you can laugh all you want. I've been there and I've done it. You know, in my younger year, I was a Pentecostal preacher. And believe me, and I'm not following any man's doctrine. You know, when I'm going to Bible school and this and that, the the Creator told me not to go. And believe me, I cried for almost a week. He said, well, I'm going to learn about you. He said, no, you're not. He said, you're going to learn another man's doctrine, not my truth or my word. He said, you open your mouth and I will fill it. He said, don't worry, worry about what they're going to say to you or what they're going to do to you. But when you tell them, you tell them, Thus saith the Lord, and that's exactly what I do. Whether you believe it or whether you don't, that's not my concern. You have to deal with that. But I'm here, he says, for me to open my mouth and he will fill it. You don't have to believe me on anything, but I'm here to tell you. uh, I'm coming from the perspective of what I've come to know and understand and do. I've had out-of-body experiences. You know, I've I've had the creator speak to me in an audible voice. No one else heard it but I heard. It. You can think what you want, that shows that you don't have no understanding, and that's really sad. It's really sad. You know, you're professing this and that, and you're making a mockery of God, and the scripture says God is not mocked. You can Jim, think it but, yes, sir.
3: Jim. Here's the deal. Scripture says, do not argue with a fool. And and these people, they got their ideas, that's fine. There's a lot of different names for Lord, including the Lord of the manor if you're a British nobility. But in reality, Lord goes back to those four letters of the Tetragrammaton going back to Psalm 68. 4. You can put any connotation, any spin you want to it. Buddha was an Aaronite Levitical priest. His real name was Boothie, and he's Ezekiel's daddy. You know, Aaronite, like of the tribe of Levi, uh, are the sons of Aaron, just as Ezekiel was. There's things that our people have never been taught, or seen, or understood why it's written like it is. But nevertheless, it is there. Jim, i I recorded them down
2: to uh oh, I'm not sure how far um and uh Well, in a sense, you're correct, number seven. It's very hard to 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 deal with some
3: of them That's why I just copied this thing i'm i I don't have it. totally all of you but I've dropped it already and loaded it into my word processor, I'm going to send a few um, um, of Goddard's and maybe Murphy and uh, Walsh and, and maybe one or two others and give you an idea. If you'll hit the links there, if you'll notice on the right on your menu, uh, there's many other aspects and as you hit them, they'll come up. Uh, when I get one I don't have, I just reach up and hit the asterisk, you know, and and uh, record it in my bookmarks, and then I create a file for Neville and uh, maybe a metaphysical file with different ones that's in there. And um, if you listen to positive words, positive thoughts, positive ideas, they'll bring you positive benefits and positive results. And um, uh, tell me what do you want to listen to. Some guy bitching him moaning about everything in the world that can go wrong, will go wrong, and he is a proponent of Murphy's Law. Or do you want to listen to someone that believes in good, good, and very good? They talk about good, and you know what? Good seems to just follow them. Like I said, Jim, love y'all. Shalom, prosper, be in great, good health. And uh, I love you. Night, night.
1: Good night, brother. We love you, Shalom. Folks, and uh, Roddy K and uh, number 10, you know, y'all might think that you're you know, that it's funny and it's this and that, you know, you, you know you're know you going to do what you're going to do. But to me and, I, and to a lot of others, I mean, we really feel sorry for you. We feel sad for you because the things that you're doing and you think you're doing it to, for whatever reason, no, we're not a coward. I'm not a coward. I'm the moderator, and I want to tell you one thing. I I don't agree with the the nonsense that you're doing because that shows me that you don't have no intelligence, that that you're really uh, professing to be wise. You become a foolish man, just like the Scripture said. And you think it's funny because you're upsetting people and and doing all this and that? I'm here to tell you, and I'm going to speak it out now. That if you don't stop what you're doing, you know, and Yava, my intention for Roddy Kay and the rest of those in here is good, good, and very good. But if they don't repent or if they don't stop what they're doing, I leave it in your hands. And like you said, that they will become as the dung of the earth. And, you know, I'm putting up the mirror that they might see what they're doing. And if they don't repent or turn about from what they're doing, that they see that it's not me that's causing that, but that to see thy great power and thy strength. You know, they can call me a, you know, we're not supposed to cast our pearls before swine. That is true, number seven. And the reason he calls them swine is because, uh, I mean, they don't. All a swine does is go out there. It don't have any direction at all. It, it'll eat anything and everything. It doesn't matter what it is.
2: And you know, it folks trespassing on your name when you need to, you need to shape up
1: or ship out, dude. You're not. You're you're acting like smaller than a little child. Obviously, y'all don't have nothing better to do but to act silly and like someone that's not uh, right in their mind to be doing nonsense like that because a normal person wouldn't do that. That shows that you're uneducated and you're, you're acting like a little kid
2: instead of a man like you're supposed to be or a woman. those names don't hurt me. That don't bother me because I know that's not me. It's all going to come
1: back on you. That's right. You are not normal. You spoke it out of your own mouth so it be done unto you. You know, it says every idle word you speak, you're going to have to give an account for. That means every single word that comes out of your mouth, you have to give an account for it. So the more you talk about it, the more it's going to come back on you. And you wonder why your life's miserable. There you go. It's coming out of your own mouth. Instead of raising your eyes like the Creator told Abraham. Raise up thine eyes and look on the field. See what's really out there for you. And see if I won't pour you out a blessing, but there's hardly room enough to receive it. Not you or not those other people. They have to speak out the negative and call them people this and that. Well, the Jews run the United States. They have no power over us unless you allow it. Don't you realize we have the power of the almighty creator? Because you don't understand that and don't know it, that's why it can't work for you. He tells you in his scriptures, I said that you are God's. Talking of, the creator says that but you will die like a normal-minded, uneducated man because you don't have no understanding. You're ignorant.
2: It don't mean you're ignorant or stupid. It means you're ignoring the true laws of what is. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, green, or yellow. The true you is not any of those colors. The true us is nothing but light.
1: See, that's where people make the mistake. They think that that this body is them. And he even told you, he dwells in the temple. The temple is this body. Not made with
2: hands. This body ain't you. It's just to carry you around in it. You think it's you. You don't understand. You don't... I bet you don't really read anything. You listen to what other
1: people tell you, and you think it's funny, and you go out there and spread all this nonsense and garbage. And it ought not to be so. And the sad part about all of this is not upsetting us. We feel sorry for you. We feel sad for you because it's going to come back and tear you a new asshole, whether you think it will or not. I'm just telling you, that is the law of the Creator. If you do not repent or turn around and think about and right your wrong, it has to come upon you in life. He didn't say after you die, he says in life, all those curses and all those sicknesses
2: are going to come on you. I didn't say that, it says that. I'm just trying to tell you from my perspective what I know to be true. And you want to make fun of that? The scripture says God is not mocked. You can
1: try to mock them all you want, but the more you mock them, the more you're going to get the ass whipping. And I bet you can see it happening every day in your life by the things that are going on in your life. And when you really want something, you don't get it because it keeps being put off because of all the nonsense that you and your friends are putting out.
2: And that's, you know, I'm not telling you to be facetious and vulgar like you
1: said in there. I'm not trying to do none of that. I'm trying to help you. Not that you need my help, but I'm just telling you, I know what works because it works for me. I, I study. I I do my best to show myself approved, workman rightly dividing the word of truth. What I know didn't take me five minutes or a year to know. It's taken me over 40 some odd years to find out what I found out. And I'm just sharing it from my perspective that when someone asks or when someone comes to me, that they can start from the point of all the knowledge that we've gathered where they can take that and see for themselves and move forward from there and go forward, that they're not going to have to go back and study it for 30 or 40 years. That's why we endeavor to give them where they can find it and see it and apply it. Not that we're saying we know something or we're somebody. That isn't the purpose of this call. We're doing it out of love for our fellow men and women to help them along to where they can understand and be blessed and prospered and in perfect health. It's not for any any other reason at all. We don't charge anybody for anything. You go to all those other calls, they're charging you something for something. We don't do that here. We may buy books and read it and get an understanding, but we don't sell it. It says, you know, buy the truth, but don't sell it. We don't sell anything to anybody. We're here to help our fellow man. I don't say I know everything because I don't. I learn every day myself. I'm just coming from the perspective that I know and the things that happened in my life that I can... I can prove and testify of it, that they work, and that's the way it is. What I mean by that's the way it is, that those things manifest, just as it says in that divine law, that that shows and proves to me that it is absolute truth, and it works, not one time, because God is on time, every time, all the time. It's not... I don't have a a once-in-a-while
2: God. I have an all-time God. He he proves that his law works.
1: And the only way I'm going to know it, he said, don't be a hearer only. It's to the doer. Those that do the will are the
2: law of the creator. We have to apply it and do it, not just say we do it. And it tells us not to foolish jest. That means to foolish jest means
1: not to joke around and goof around. The reason why your subconscious mind does not take it as a joke, it takes it as absolute fact. Well, that's what he wants. So I'm going to give it to him. The conscious mind is called the man, and the subconscious is called the woman, which is the mother of all life. And what he means by that is that the conscious mind has to sleep at night to where you can kind of divide this three-dimensional world up to the true divine world it is, the spiritual insight, where you have dreams and visions and stuff of the night, like he said. That's the woman. That's the one that keeps your heart beating at night and during the day you know, you've heard this saying, a man works from dusk to dawn, but a woman's work is never done. What it's saying is your conscious mind works from daylight to dark and it needs rest. But the, the subconscious mind never sleeps. Because if it slept, you would, you would die. Your heart would stop beating. Your blood would start, stop flowing. You need to read the true concepts of what it's really talking about. It's a spiritual, mental book not a literal book. They're reading the the Bible in a literal sense. And it's not that way. It's a spiritual book about each and every one of us. It's talking about us, every one of us, and how to apply the true divine laws to be just as God is. Because if if we're not just as God is, that dear son, you cannot be a son or daughter of God. And the good that you know and all the scriptures you know don't mean diddly shit to God. It don't. The only thing that God accepts is thanksgiving and praise. That's the only thing He accepts. And that's applying His divine law. Either we're going to apply it rightly and be blessed, or we're going to speak it out and apply it wrongly and get the disease, the death, and everything else that goes with it. It said when sin is finished, and that word sin means the misapplying of the true divine law. When you misapply the true divine law, it says when it is finished, you bringeth forth death. And he tells us, I've set before you life and blessing and death and evil. I would that you choose life and blessing. He gave us the answer. But nevertheless, you choose what you're going to do. Because you're going to get either or. You're either going to get the blessing or you're going to get an ass whooping. There's no in between. That's what the scriptures are really saying. And it's a time people wake up and quit listening to those dumbass preachers. All they're after is your money. They're telling you that they are your shepherd and you're their sheep. But it also says in there that you are like sheep being led to slaughter. Why, Why was that put in there? Because Jesus said to follow the preacher and listen to him? That's bullshit. They become a sounding brass and tingling cymbals. I bet you when, you when you go to the church and when you're in there, I bet you they're going to take up at least two offerings or two uh, tithing and offerings and sometimes a third one for the ministry before you leave there. They're going to make sure they get you own money. Remember the small churches they had? They ain't small no more. They got mega churches now and they got what you call a 501c3 which is a 65% tax credit. Hypothetically, if they brought in a million dollars, that preacher gets $650,000 tax-free. And he can also
2: negotiate the other 35%. They got the wool pulled over your eyes. He, he's not a shepherd. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Next
1: time you go in there listen, Listen to the sermon he brings out. It's either going to be on tithes or some type of an offering or someone in a ministry over in another country. Stop and think about what they're doing. Like, uh, what was that guy's name? Jesse the Planet asking for $54 million for a new jet so he can go evangelize
2: the world. The world's been evangelized in christ's time it 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 went out in what what the man that you're calling jesus it went out in his day. I
1: mean people's heard it over and over and over and over and over and over again so much it becomes null in their ears because of what they what they've been telling them is a bunch of bullshit. It's not the truth of the living creator, the living God. It says his word makes us alive.
2: It makes us stand for the good, the good and the very good. People are looking in the wrong direction and in the wrong place.
1: Like I said, I used to be a minister and a the Creator told me not to go, that I was going to go learn another man's doctrine and not his truth, which was correct. And that's what most ministers are doing now. And he even gave an example in the four Gospels. He said that they, on the outside, they're all clean and washed, but on the inside, they're full of dead men's bones. They're a walking dead man in the sight of God. It says that they stand in the gate The gate that he's talking about is the gate of truth, of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And they do not go in and they suffer no one else to go in either. The blind leading the blind, they both fall in the ditch. There's a way that seemeth right unto man. That's what the scripture says. It seems right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction and death.
2: They listen to that man instead of searching it out for themselves, like it said. It tells us. You know,
1: line upon least line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, everywhere the word. Study to show yourself approved, a workman rightly dividing the word of truth. That's the only way we're going to know is by studying and looking and seeking. And when, when we tell you these things, we're hoping that possibly you're writing them down or you know those things and you go look at it from a different perspective than what, what's normally been taught to you. So you could see for yourself and make the choice for yourself. We're not asking you to believe us. We're just hoping that that something... Sparks with inside of you that causes you to look for yourself because when you see it, you ain't going to have no need that any man show you anything because the divine Creator will open it up unto you, and you're gonna know for yourself, but then we get these people coming on there making all kind of manner of stuff, and you know they call us things it's not that we're upset about that; we feel badly for them that that they're going through life and not understanding what that true divine eternal creator is all about and how much love truth and understanding you can have
2: you know and be healed not to have these diseases that man has
1: you know People think that those doctors can heal them. They can't do nothing. They're practicing medicine. They can't do nothing like that. But when we stand on the truths of God to know that God can't be sick, and if God can't be sick, therefore we cannot be sick either. That disease is in the mind. But if you have a perfect peace, as He whose mind is stayed on thee and have a peaceful mind, not a mind, have a calm and peaceful mind and not a dis mind. Your mind is at this ease Therefore, it manifests and comes forward in aspects of your body. And you can cast that down, say, cancel, cancel. I don't accept that. God can't be sick, therefore I cannot be sick, and I will not accept it. I am blessed, I am prospered, I am in perfect divine health, and I refuse to accept that lie that, you know, it has no power over me. And you won't be sick. You won't have a disease. But if you hear somebody, if you listen to people when they talk about when they get some kind of disease or something going wrong, they say that they have it. The doctor says, I have that. Or when they tell you about it, they said they have it. It's their this and their that. They're claiming it. And as a man or woman thinketh in his heart, which is the middle subconscious
2: mind, so is it. So it becomes. That becomes
1: a belief in your mind, and therefore, if you believe it, You receive it, whether it be good or bad. That's why he tells you the tongue of his unruly member sets on fire the very course of nature. Watch what you say. Speak out the right thing. It tells you in in the New Testament, mark the perfect man, one that does not offend in speech. He always says the right thing. He's always watching over what he says. And we think about what we say before we say it. It's that simple, but people's made it so hard and so far out there, they don't know which ends up anymore <clears throat> you're you're You are a God, and the scripture tells us that through all through the scriptures, we are God, but we will die like a natural-minded man one that does not have no knowledge they don't understand who they are what they are or why they're even here they're being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine just like the scripture said
2: i mean it's it's really that simple yes sir we're we're not supposed to we're not supposed to have usury and interest.
1: You go borrow money at the bank, they should just let you pay the amount you borrowed, but they're going to charge you usury and interest. And if somebody borrows money from you, you're not supposed to charge them usury or interest to make money off the money you loaned them. Because that is a, a, a direct violation of Scripture. That's why people are taking off their land. It tells us not to do that. The government doesn't do that to the Muslims because of their, their
2: religion. They don't believe in paying usury in interest. And they don't pay it here on what
1: they do. But I mean, the, the stuff they sell in the stores and stuff like that, they have to pay that because that belongs, goes to the state. But on their wages and their things like that, they do not. But they don't do that to us Americans. I'm just saying there's so much there that people have no clue what's going on.
2: The, the, the sooner we wake up, the better it'll be for all of us. I mean that's that's what it's all
1: about. we're We're here to wake up and realize who we are. It tells us in the Old Testament, we came down the mountain. The mountain, it don't mean a literal mountain. It means we came down from uh, our true estate as the eternal into this three-dimensional aspect and we forgot who we are. That's why it says that we have to ascend back up the mountain. It means that we have to ascend, we have to awaken to who we
2: truly are and the nature of who we are. People are looking for Jesus to come back. That's never going to happen like that.
1: It's never going to happen that they're going to have a rapture and meet the Lord in some nebula somewhere. That's not, that is a lie from way back. That is never going to happen. Even the Messiah teacher told them that. He told them the kingdom of heaven, which is what they're saying they're going to, comes not with observation. In other words, they can't see it and they will never see it the way they think they are. He said, but look or listen. I'm telling you, the kingdom of heaven is within you. It's inside of you. It means when you wake up and realize who you are, what you are, and why, why you're here, then nothing shall be impossible unto you. You will have heavenly days here on earth. You will be blessed, prospered, and perfect divine health. Because you will speak out the right things. You won't be speaking ill will to your fellow man. You'll be blessing them instead of cursing them. You'll be helping them instead of abusing them. I mean, there's all kinds of things. But people have their own way and their own concepts of doing things and acting the way they act. And it's of their own stinking thinking. Like a lot of people say, well, the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do it. Even the Messiah teacher told them that there was no such thing as the devil. Go to the four Gospels again of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He tells you in there. He made a distinction about, you know, what you eat, the food you eat, that it goes out in the drought, which means you crap it out. But then he also says, there's nothing, there is nothing outside of a man, that's a devil, demon, or anything, there's nothing outside of you that can enter into you to defile you or to make you do wrong. He says, it's what what comes out of the man that defiles the man, such as, an evil eye, wickedness, lasciviousness, hatred. He tells you, it's your own stinking thinking. It's what you you think and what you call it is what becomes. You will either get the blessing or the cursing. I mean, it's all there if you really rightly divide it like it says by studying it. And don't listen to all these... uh, preachers out there that's taking your money every week while they're going on vacations and buying jets and you ain't even got money to buy food sometimes. Because they've taken your money. There's nowhere in old testament that they that they gave to the the preachers. I know that they they they've added stuff in there over the years to make it look that way. Look at the word tithe sometimes, an offering. You can tithe with your time or helping someone or just doing nice things for them or even giving them something. That's what a tithe and offering is. It didn't say, it never said that it was money. That's what the church has told you
2: so that they can They can make merchandise of your soul. They don't care no
1: more about you than a man in the moon. The only reason
2: they care about you, they're going to get the money from you each and every day, each and every way,
1: and as many times of the week
2: as they can get it. That's what they're doing. They're no different than you and I are.
1: They set themselves up on a pedestal and making you follow and do what they tell you to do. I've talked to a lot of my friends and other people that I know, and they tell me, well, my preacher said, or my preacher this. He says, I can't do that. I can't wear a watch.
2: I have to cut my hair. I can't wear this color shirt. Well, what the heck? You think
1: God looks at your clothes when he looks at you? He looks on the intent of the heart.
2: That's what he says. He don't care if you got clothes on or not. You know, people just, they're making a mockery of the creator. That's why it
1: says the word of, the word of God becomes of none effect to the people. Because they don't understand, they don't know. They got the wrong concept of God. They they have a concept that God's vengeful, that's gonna hurt them if they step out of line, and that God's not. If they don't ask long enough or hard enough, that he that he's not gonna give them what they ask for. And even though they ask sometimes, he's not gonna give it to them anyway. God's not like that. He said, ask and you shall receive. He didn't say, well, sometimes I ain't going to give it to you. With God, it's always yes, whether you're speaking the blessing or the cursing. If you speak out the cursing and curse somebody and say this and this and this, God says yes, that's that's what it is because you spoke it out. That's exactly what you're getting. But if you ask Him. You know, and you give them thanks that you have this and you have that, and you're blessed, and you're in perfect divine health. He says, "Yes, that's exactly what you you shall receive." It's yes either way. It's it's how you see it in in your mind and heart, whether it be a blessing or a curse. You're going to get it either way. If you if you speak out the the cursing, you're going to get that because you're the God speaking it out. Your word is law,
2: just like God's word is law. What you speak out is you're like the Pharaoh that the
1: scribes wrote down every single word he said, even to the dotting of the I and the crossing of the T. And when they wrote it down, that became law of the land. And when you speak it out, it becomes the law of the land to you. That's why you pay for it in life. So you better make sure what you're speaking and thinking is right and it's good and it's honest and of a good report. Because if you're speaking out anything other than that, you're going to get that. And it's nobody's fault but yours because you spoke it out, you thought
2: it, and you put it into manifestation. Well, if you well, the books are specific,
1: dude. Well, if they're so specific, you keep reading it like that. You go get yourself a strong concordance exhaustive of the Greek and the Hebrew and the Aramaic. Look up those words that you say are quite specific. And you're going to find out what you thought was quite specific, number 12. You're going to find out that you had no clue what that word meant. Take it back to the prime root of where that word comes from. Where they got that word from. And you'll be putting your, instead of putting your thumb in your mouth, you would probably be putting it somewhere else because you, you had no clue. Well, you can think what you want. I'm just telling you. I'm not here to pacify you. I'm not here to lie to you. I'm not here to do any of that. I'm not even asking you to believe me. I'm I'm just telling you, go take a look for yourself because when you look for yourself and you really study for yourself,
2: you're going to see for yourself. Well, if you don't study and don't look for yourself, you're a slothful man and you know what the scripture says about a slothful man since you say you know. I'm not here to argue with you or anything like that. I'm just telling you.
1: you can believe anything you can believe that the that the you know that the world is a star for all I care what I mean by a star in shape of a star and i'm not I know you're talking about a globe that's the the name of God is I am that's the name of God or if you take the four-letter words that are in there, yod Hey vav Hey, and if you go back to the original commandments that were written to Moses, you're going to find out it says, Enki, I am. Enki. E-N-K-I. I am. That's the writings on the, on the Ten Men. But see, if you would have studied, you would have known that. Allah, when you say Allah, you, you're looking at it as the name of a, a male God. The, the God is not male, it's female. Look up Shekinah. Shekinah
2: is a feminine aspect. It is the mother of all life. Yeah, there are petrified humans. You know that tree, or or that plateau in Arizona
1: that they call the Devil's Summit down there. And why they call it that, I have no clues. Because people, their minds messed up. They had over a hundred and fifty botanists and people, and they went down there and they took parts of that that mountain, the the petrified uh, rocks and they went and analyzed them and these were uh they were from all over the world those uh botanists or whatever they are and what they did
2: is they found out that was a that was a tree and that tree was so massive that it went beyond the clouds But, no, you're going to listen to the what, the
1: what the Smithsonian tells you and what the other people are telling you. They're keeping truth from you. Dude, you have no clue. And you can laugh and think this and that and call me this and that. I worked for Uncle Sam for 25 years. I can tell you. I'm not going to tell you, but I know things that will make your hair turn purple. And you have no clue what's really truly going on. You only think you know what's going on. But there's things far beyond what you, I mean, it would literally freak you out and probably put you in a nut house
2: if you found out. You have no clue, dude. You have no
1: clue. I'm not going to tell you anything like that. You know, when they tell you that in their, uh, you know, uh, you know, about disclosure, you know, that's under threat of death, D-E-A-T-H,
2: that if you reveal any of that, they have the right to take you out. You need to, you, you, you. You people think that y'all know this and that.
1: You think whatever. And those of you that have been in the military and that had
2: certain classifications, you know what I'm talking about. Most people have no clue of what's going on. And as far as the military
1: and all the other things going on in the military... The stuff that they have and know, they're, let me just put it this way, they're at least 200
2: years ahead of what they're letting out to people, okay? The stuff that we have and they have, you have no clue, dude. That SR-71
1: that they retired, that thing was built back in the 30s and 40s. And no one knew that until someone happened, uh, you know, through satellite pictures get a picture of it. And that was, I think, in the 80s or 90s. And they've been using that since the 30s and 40s. Actually, before that.
2: So don't give me none of that nonsense. You say that's such old technology. You didn't know that and neither did they. Well, let me ask you this. You said, what's going on with Trump and
1: Putin? Right, they're saying that they're enemies, right? They're having this big old argument and fight over everything. But they're telling the people, and the people think that, all oh, Russia's our enemy. This
2: is that, and that's this. Well, how in the hell could you have an um,
1: international space station that the Russians have and that we've helped build too with them and they're up there and we're up there,
2: but yet they're enemies? Were they friends in the space station, but they're enemies any other time?
1: Folks, think you have a brain to think. Think about what's really going on. Think about what's being said
2: and also what's not being said. World War Three will come is because they want to start a war.
1: Not because they have to or anything like that. They do that. The countries do that so that they can make money hand in fist they're the suppliers of the weapons and they destroy everything and they turn around and build it back up and they make the people of the world fall in line and do whatever they tell them to do and they give all their money to them to build it back up you know how much you know how much the the Rothschilds are worth over five hundred trillion with the T trillion dollars.
2: That's that's enough to keep this planet in line for you know over a, a thousand years or more. You know they got the people Buffalo. You know, everybody pays taxes and
1: and they, it goes to the IRS and it goes to the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is a private corporation. It ain't even part of the government, dude. But yet yeah, you don't pay your taxes. They come and take your land and everything. They're like the Gestapo taking everything you got. They're going to make you give it to them.
2: Because people are not standing up for the truth of what's really going on. Dude, the
1: Jews are... You know, y'all stuck on that retarded garbage. The people over there in Jerusalem, that the Jews are not... God never said he was the God of the Jews. He said he was the God of the Hebrews. A Hebrew ain't a Jew. They might speak the Hebrew language, but that didn't mean they were a Jew. Look up the word uh, Hebrew. It means those that have the ability to cross over. And it don't mean cross over uh, whatever. It means to, to come to the understanding in their mind where they can cross over in, from this here uh, animalistic
2: mindset into the divine God mindset. You need to read it, what it's really saying, and look up the words.
1: Don't just take people's word for it, dude. Look it up. Know what the words mean and why it was said that way. He said he spoke in idioms and metaphors and parables that he might hide the truth from his enemy, from those that don't have no clue, that don't want to know. They just want to get all they can and can all they get and not live a good and prosperous, uh, right life before the Creator. That's why it was put the way it was put. And the true believer, the true one that has a true desire to serve the ever Creator, they will look it up. They will find the truth and the true meaning of it because they're seeking and searching for it. They're not just taking 20 different people's word for it out there. Oh, he said this, so that must be what it means. No. Don't take any man. He said don't put no trust in a brother. What he, he don't mean don't trust your brother. He means don't just take every word he's saying as a fact and truth. Because sometimes he can be upset with you or he can be happy with you. I mean, we got to learn to distinguish
2: the good from the bad, the right from the wrong. Don't just take things for granted. They tell you that you
1: have a lifespan of 50, 60, 70 years and you see people dying left and right and some dying younger, but I'm just saying. It says as a man or woman think it, so is it. If they think they're going to die at 50, 60, or 70 years old, guess what? That's what's going to happen. But it says in the scriptures that man's normal lifespan is 120. Why are they dying at 50, 60, and 70? Because some idiot out there said that they put it in the scriptures and therefore as they think and believe so it becomes and there's other scripture says that if you understand this and if you go to the New Testament it says you know where it talks about people you know though he were dead yet shall he live and he says and even those that can accept this and understand this they will not see death at all. Look up what he means by that. It means when you come to the realization, you don't have to die at all. You don't have to believe those lies that you've been taught from your childhood up. You're believing man instead of God. You need to believe God instead of man.
2: It says, "Let God be true." and every man a liar.
1: I mean, think about these things. Ponder it. Look it up. I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm just trying to help you to where you will cause you to go look for yourself. Because when you see it, I'm telling you, you're going to tell everybody in America and then some. You're going to want everybody to know.
2: We're not charging anyone for this. We don't have no uh, agenda behind this
1: other than to show forth love and truth and peace to our fellow man. You know, we want them to know what we know to where they can live an overcoming life and have the blessings, the goodness, and not be sick and, and to have wealth instead of lack.
2: That's what it's all about to have the heavenly days here on earth while we're here. That's the
1: whole purpose of why we're doing this. Out of love for our fellow man, like the scripture says. Which of these is greater, to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, or to love your neighbor as yourself? And most people go to the first one. And the one that they're calling Jesus says, no, it's the second one. To love your neighbor as yourself, because if you love your neighbor as
2: yourself, you fulfill the first one. Do unto others you have them do unto you. Tell them what
1: you know. Help them to understand. Show the goodness to them. Don't treat them like a fool and and be bad to them. Forgive them. Love them. Help them. That's the fulfilling of the scripture. Not to be a hearer only, but be a doer. Those that are going to do it, they're going to search it, they're going to find it, they're going to look, and then they're going to tell their fellow man about it. Go tell the good things the Lord has done for you. You're a written epistle to be seen of men. You're an example that men can see. Hey, that that man's being blessed. He's a nice guy. He's always helping others. He's doing unto others
2: as he wants them to do unto him. That's that's the whole name of the game.
1: With that I know and I've I've been talking y'all ear off and I apologize for that, but I do love and appreciate you. But folks really
2: honestly just check for yourself. Make sure it's your li- it's your life you're talking about,
1: and your family's life. Don't just take any man's word for it. Check it out. Look it up. Find out for yourself. Because when you see it, you're going to know. And you're going to worry about what I say or anybody else says. You're going to know for yourself. And you're going to know you're right because the the scriptures and history shows that it's right. And that was the true divine law of the ever
2: living. It will prove itself to you where you will know and see and do.
1: And with that, I love you and I appreciate you. And I know I've talked for a while here. May Yahweh bless you, keep you in perfect divine health, and may all your dreams come true that are good, good, and very good. And what I wish for myself, I wish for you and all mankind. Blessings, prosperity, and good health be unto you all.
2: Good night, everyone. We love you now.